This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Forever. Dog. Welcome to the show, everybody. The one true God here, Dr. Pimple Popper, will be stopping by to talk to us about disgusting and wonderful dermatological things. And now... Let's start the show. And fade out the music slowly. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus in the booth, of course. Hello, everybody. This is God. God Almighty, your King. Welcome to the Godcast. Joined, as always, by my lovely and talented sidekick, Joe Navarro. Hello, Joe. Happy birthday to you. Oh, boy. Happy birthday. Here we go. Here we go. (laughs) Sorry. I hope we didn't embarrass you. (laughs) Stop. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, If you follow the Twitter account at the Tweet of God, you know about this because I tweeted about this on Friday. On Friday, uh, the 26th was my birthday. And I reached a milestone. It was the big one. Yes, I, I hit... Infinity. I am officially infinity years old. God, you don't look a day over a Google. Oh, Joan. I mean it. I'm I'm metaphysically blushing. Look at me. Oh. Metaphysically. It's true. It's totally true. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you know, I never thought I'd reach this day. Infinity is obviously uh, it's a it's a lot of years under my belt, but uh, here I am. I'm I'm infinity years old, and I look back at my career, and I have made some mistakes, obviously, and creating human beings was the biggest one, oh, obviously. Oh, here comes Jesus with the cake. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, we got you a cake. Let me just light it uh, with my flames. There oh, go. this is a... Jo- Joan is lighting the candle on the cake with her own flame. They rarely come in She's perpetually handy, burning with, yeah. Yeah, this time. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, right. listen, I am sorry we didn't get you like a proper present, but I, what do you get the God who made everything? Um, I'm, I'm going to blow out the cake now. Here I go. There you go. Oh, I think I messed up your hair, Joan. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. Uh, it's okay. okay. I'll put the helmet back on. Okay, yeah, good. Good. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Joan. Thank you, Jesus. This means a lot. Let's move on from this because I don't want to make the whole show about me and infinity, but, uh, it's your day. It's your week. I mean, it's birthday week. I, you know, I feel like nowadays people celebrate birthday week. I've seen some even stretch it to birthday month. I think that's okay. 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 Let's not make this, let's not make this a whole thing about ordinary people because I don't really care about ordinary people. Let's move on to the next topic. And, uh, I'm wondering what is the, uh, the, the buzz. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. I just wanted to mention at the top something that got 
maybe a little bit lost in the ebb and flow of what, well, what used to be considered life and what is now just called Twitter. Uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, everybody's favorite she-fascist, put out a tweet last week and it said, God created only two genders, only two in all caps. Mm. And then accompanying that was a video of her putting a sign up outside her congressional office that says there are only two genders. Margie, honey, you're wrong. I, I did not create only two genders. Now, in your defense, I understand why you might think that. In the Bible, it does say, I created Adam out of the dust of the earth, and then I saw he was lonely, so I knocked him out, removed a rib, and made that into a woman. And when you hear that, that makes sense. That makes total sense. I mean, you hear that story, you think, right. well, duh, of course, that's that's science. That's as sciencey mm-hmm. as it gets. There it is. It's right in the Bible. Right. But uh, the truth is, I created more than two genders. In fact, I created 89 genders. Now, ultimately, I, I, I did toss a lot of them out. There were actually three that were self-pollinating, which on a person I discovered is, is just messed up. But there are multiple genders, much more than two, that are out there. And once there were more than two people on Earth, once there was more than just Adam and Eve, I started doling them out. Now, I'm not going to stop the biblical narrative every time I create someone with a new gender because that would slow everything down. You know, people would get bored and stop reading before they they got to the best part, which, of course, is the, the kosher dietary laws. The kosher dietary laws are the best part of the Bible. The whole thing is built into the kosher dietary laws. But I created many, many genders, Marjorie, and uh, presumably you're one of them. But don't put yourself on my level. Don't presume to know the way that I think or the way I work. As is well known, I think this has been pretty well established, I work in mysterious ways. Mm-hmm. I work in mysterious ways. Exactly. Now, I also, I, I fail to work in extremely obvious ones. But to the extent that I work, it's in mysterious ways. So mm-hmm. don't claim to know them. Let me do my job. You worry about your job, Marge. Okay? I don't go to where you work and uh, lead insurrections against where you work. Okay? So enough said. That, Lord, that, that's enough. May on I that, say uh, one, one thing? Um, I know I'm going to have to go to a lot of confession for this. But that woman is a huge cunt. I, I'm i not saying you're wrong. I'm saying... I had to say it. She is. I, I, I know. Just, there are, she makes me so Don't mad. Joe. I have a contract. I have a contract with Forever Dog. They've been very kind. They produce the show. They have a very reasonable, very loose code of conduct in terms of standards and that word you just said is one of the words they have asked me very respectfully not to use on the show. Next segment. Prayer of the week. Are you at home? Are you by your bedside? Are you praying to me for somebody near and dear that you care about? Is somebody ailing? Do you want them to recover before they die while well, you're wasting your time? The only way I answer prayers is through going to Apple, going to the Apple Podcasts app, reviewing this Godcast, and in the context of that review, which I recommend be five or more stars, you can put your prayer 
in it. And if you put your prayer in it, there's a chance that I will answer that prayer, as I am about to do with this week's prayer of the week, read by the incomparable Joan of Arc. Joan? This prayer request is from at G2DDS. We get a lot of bugs in our finished basement in October. It's like a plague. Please make it stop. While you're at it, we have a mosquito problem in August. Okay, so a twofold problem Mm -hmm. here. The first problem is there are bugs, a plague of bugs, in October in his finished basement. Which, by the way, I've seen the basement in question. It's not so finished. That foosball table is for shit. It's, It's for shit. There's no way that foosball table belongs in that basement. It in mm-hmm. no way matches any of the decor. It doesn't match the stools. It doesn't match, it doesn't match the, even the big screen somehow, it doesn't match that foosball table. So is it's it not Is it like finished. a man cave or is it more like? I'm sure this guy thinks it's a man cave. To me, it's more like a, like a boy cave. Hmm. Or if you want to use the word man, it's more like a man grotto. It's like okay. a man like recess, like in the side of a mountain. And I feel like only you can really call something a plague. Yeah, exactly. And I've done that, by the way. There have been two plagues involving bugs. Locusts and flies, that's the 10 plagues. If you read the 10 plagues, two of the 10 plagues were locusts and flies. And those two, along with skin disease, were my three favorites by far. Hmm. But this is prayer of the week. I am God. I'm kind of in a good mood, so I'm going to answer your first prayer. Yes, I will keep... All those bugs, the, quote, plague, unquote, of bugs out of your finished, that's a double quote, quote, finished, end quote, quote, basement for October. So from October 1st until midnight Halloween, no bugs in your basement. But I am not going to call off the mosquitoes in August. And I'll tell you why. I love mosquitoes. Love them. They are my favorite creature. And I get asked all the time or prayed to all the time, God, why did you make mosquitoes? And the answer to that is I made people to feed mosquitoes. There's this perception out there, this typically narcissistic human perception that everything revolves around them and mosquitoes are annoying. And therefore, why would you make mosquitoes to annoy us, mankind, your most precious, precious species? No. I made people to have enough blood to feed mosquitoes and also for mosquitoes to spread malaria, which is, if you've never had it, I can tell you, a really funny disease. It's very entertaining. Okay. Well, then, um, at G2DDS, uh, I, well, you got greedy. Uh, you asked really for two prayers. One of them was answered. So I hope you enjoy your finished basement in October. Yeah, November's going to suck, though. God has spoken. Prayer of the Week! Stick around. After the break, it's a pimple poppin' palooza with Dr. Sandra Lee. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. My guest today is a California-based dermatologist who rose to prominence over the last decade after she began posting videos of her skin extractions on YouTube. Now she has her own line of skincare products, and her show on Discovery Plus, Dr. Pimple Popper, has just launched its fifth season of exciting zit-squishing, lipoma-lifting, steatocystoma-removing action. I'm happy to be joined by a woman who understands better than anyone else just what a bastard I was when I created Epidermis. The eponymous Dr. Pimple Popper, Sandra Lee. Sandra, doctor, thanks for coming by. That is quite an introduction. Thank you so much, God. <laughs> this is awesome. Yes, it's it's great to have you here. I've watched every episode of your show. That's absolutely true. Before you get too flattered, I have to admit that I watch every episode of every show in every galaxy because that's kind of what the gig is. But I really enjoy yours, as do millions of people. Millions of people enjoy watching your show, as do I. So my question for you is, my first question, why? Is something wrong with me and with all of us for enjoying watching something wrong with others? I I think that it boils down to it actually makes people happy. That is really what it is. The people who like to watch these videos it gives them a lot of like satisfaction and comfort. It relaxes them. A lot of people actually like to watch um, these videos before they go to sleep. It's like their bedtime story. It helps to, it's their lullaby, which is crazy. And I realized it to a big extent, actually, just, just yesterday, I posted a video and as a joke, I put it in reverse. So instead of something coming out of somebody, it was being put back in. And you should see, oh, I'm sure you have actually already. You saw the horrors of it. People were just so upset about this. And so it's just this really interesting thing that I just happened upon and realizing that people derive a lot of comfort and a lot of satisfaction from watching things being popped out of the body, things that are not supposed to be there. A lot of these things are in a state of matter that's somewhere between solid and liquid, some kind of viscous thing where it's like, and I've I've seen you compare this to uh, some of them to oatmeal, some to guacamole, mm-hmm. some to to all kinds of things. It's it's just a rich tapestry of bizarre stuff that I have allowed skin to accumulate in various people. It's really weird. Yeah, it's all colors of the rainbow, and it often is compared to food. And um, we have no problem with with eating after that, crazily enough. But, you know, it's just the the way it is. We try to, I try to make it a little lighthearted for people so people don't take it so seriously. And, you know, we can help people in a positive way and make people happy that are watching this, I suppose, and, ha- and laugh a little bit. We all just need to laugh a little bit, right? No, I know you make it lighthearted because I have a list of some of the titles you've given your videos on YouTube, and they include The Cheek Cyst That Cried Wolf, a Dr. Pimple Popper's Valentine's Day celebration and gotta catch them all Pokemon lipomas. Is it lipomas or lipomas? It's whatever I say it is really, but what do you think it is? I, I prefer the former, the lipomas, but you can lipomas. say whatever you like. Yes, you're the boss. Okay. 
<laughs> and 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 the word lipoma comes up a lot on your show. Can you explain to the audience? Obviously, I know, but explain to the the mouth breathers who listen to this show what a lipoma is. I like to describe it as a little um, fat cell utopia. It's like a fat cell, an adipose cell, just decides to divide upon itself and make clonal copies of itself, and then live in this own little world under your skin. They're benign. They're nothing to worry about, but sometimes they can grow to quite a large size. I mean, like the size of your head or perhaps even bigger. And, and what makes them do that? Is that is that vanity on their part? Is that is that a kind of narcissism on these fat cells parts where they say, I want more of me? Probably. Or, or they just feel like they're the best and they want to just c- create collections of themselves. You know, they just want to wall themselves off and create their own little world, I suppose. But it's just a big glob of fat is essentially what it is. Wow. Just for my sake, for reassurance for me, can you remind me, and again, all the listeners, what a wondrous thing at the end of the day, the human integumentary system really is. How amazing the skin that I created for you is. Just so I feel better. It is, I think, the most important and the most spectacular organ of our body. But I mean, I'm probably a little bit biased since that's what I do for a living. But it, it is, it's, you know, it, it is not only is it our armor, but it's how we present ourselves to the world. And it really was very, I think it's probably the easiest organ to boast about on social media because we all get it. We know what it looks like when there's some kind of issue with it. And so to make things right, I guess, you know, it's it particularly satisfying because I think a lot of us don't really know what a diseased heart looks like or a lung or a kidney, but we know when the skin is messed up. I agree with you to the extent that the skin is certainly the second most boastable about organ on social media. I, I applaud you and your naivete for not recognizing the first one. I've seen too many text chats. I've seen too many horrible things to not acknowledge the other one, but bless you. Bless you for your purity of heart. How did you wind up in medicine, in medicine generally, and on, and in dermatology specifically? Uh, well, my dad's a dermatologist, so I think I was really, ah. yeah. So there were textbooks all around my house of like crazy skin conditions because my dad's a big reader too. And uh, that's probably where I got my little subliminal persuasion there, something that they were all all sitting around that I could just kind of peruse them whenever I wanted. But I mean, I, I think it also just made me realize at an earlier age than most how amazing the specialty was and is. He is, well, he's retired, but he's a great, he was a great dermatologist. And, you know, I had that person to kind of aspire to and I, you know, I took it to another pimple popping level, I guess, which is crazy. And most dermatology, as I'm sure you would acknowledge, is not of the kind of visually bizarre nature that you see on the show, which obviously is attention grabbing. But most of it is of the routine. I'm a teenager. I have zits kind of dermatology, correct? Absolutely. It's mostly just warts. And well, the basics are warts and acne and, uh, you know, rashes and toenail fungus and, you know, dandruff and things like that, all that fun kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, it's actually really complicated, too. There are thousands of skin conditions and diseases, and it's like two huge textbooks that we have to pretty much, you know, know um, as, as dermatologists. It's like it's a whole language in itself. So it's actually really fascinating. I mean, there have been comedy shows that have made fun of us that, you know, were one step above the 
clinic counter, you know, and and even Dr. Pimple Popper, that name is sort of poking a little fun at the specialty, but it's really like a fascinating and a really rewarding specialty as a dermatologist. You have to admit, since you're talking to me, toenail fungus, pretty cool, right? No, that's my word. That's my, I hate, I hate toenail fungus more than anything else. Actually, I hate, I hate examining toes. Okay. Okay. We have a bit of a problem now, Dr. (laughs) Lee, because I am so proud of toenail fungus. That's probably the best fungus I created. And you're telling me now that you don't like it. And okay, I'm going to keep my, I'm going to keep my cool here, but I, I, I'm a little (laughs) insulted. I'm really proud of you, though. I mean, the fact that toenail fungus is very, very hard to treat. It's really stubborn. I mean, that shows that it's yeah, going to be Yeah, that's what around. I'm talking about. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. So give me some props is what I'm saying. Yes, props. Uh, Dr. Lee, <laughs> Dr. Pimple Popper. By the way, I assume you were never Ms. Pimple Popper. You've always been Dr. Pimple Popper, like, right? Yeah, but my a lot of people will call my husband Mr. Dr. Pimple Popper, and he doesn't really like that. <laughs> yeah, that's one honorific too many. Yes. When you yes. walk into the treatment room on your show, the moment before you meet a patient for the first time, like how does it feel? Are you are you apprehensive or do you feel more like a like a kid at a pimple shop? I, I guess it depends. I mean, I, I just don't know what to expect, I guess, behind that door. I never know quite what to expect. That's the main thing. But to be honest, I am not a true what we call popaholic. I, I call myself a born-again popaholic because I don't really have the personal satisfaction that a lot of the watchers have of watching something get popped out. Like that does not, I, I get it now that people like this, but I am not the kind of person that has to attack somebody's zit or has to remove a a squeeze assist or something. I'm not personally compelled to do that. So, you know, if I see something, it's just more me trying to figure out you know, how, how I can help this person. I get excited when I know other people are going to get excited about it, but I don't personally have that like, oh my gosh, this is, and that's probably good. It actually means that it doesn't cloud my judgment. Maybe, you know, I don't get excited about something. I, I want to do this right. But it sounds like by your own admission, you do enable other papaholics in their papaholism. Yes. I'm an enabler. Yes. <laughs> because the first step in curing Papaholism is admitting you have a problem. I think that it spreads joy and happiness and goodwill and kindness and all the good, all the all the great things. That- I completely agree. It's, it just spreads <laughs> joy and happiness. It also spreads this viscous fluid all over the yes. treatment room, which is actually the I've most I've been fun sprayed quite a few times. I've been hit a few times, and certainly the ceiling and the walls have been hit before, and my staff. Tell me and the audience, Dr. Lee, your favorite getting sprayed with stuff from human skin story? Oh, I mean, there's, there's so many. I I know it's hard to choose. Yeah. Yes. It's more that really, um, I have to really maintain my uh, professionalism here. You know, like I don't, if something happens like that, it's more like you're, it's like you don't know where it went sometimes or, you know, like if, if it falls, if it falls on the floor. I mean, I've, I've had things where um, they'll pop out of somebody and you have to like catch it before it hits the ground. You know, um, my girls all block things before before I squeeze them because they don't want to 
be sprayed themselves. I've got it in my hair and that's the worst because oh. it's, well, when you get it in your hair, it's like it sticks to you. It's like um, when you go to a campfire and you smell the fire in your hair, it stays with you. It's the same thing. It stays with you unless until you take a shower. So, you know, you'll turn your head to, from one side to that and you'll catch a little whiff of it. And you're like, I just want to spray myself down. And when you say it, what what is it comprised of usually? It's macerated keratin, which is wet skin cells. So imagine if you have a cyst that's, you know, 20 years old, that's like wet, dead skin cells that are stuck in there under the skin for 20 years. So imagine what that might smell like. What is wrong with me? Yeah. What's wrong with me, actually? I, I just, that's just not right. In yeah. Any you way. know, one of my staff used to work in a, 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 a food warehouse and she says it was a lot, it smells just like when the, a big pallet of cream of mushroom soup or cream of chicken soup would be returned and it had all spoiled. I just want to let that olfactory image linger for a couple of seconds there for the audience. Yeah. One of the common themes of your show is that the various things, I've noticed this, the things you remove from people's skin are always the size of something. Now, am I right in thinking that the most common sizes of things are tennis ball and grapefruit? Or are there other sizes, other units of size that you use as much, if not more? I use like garbanzo bean a lot. I use ah. like, um, I'll use like a, a hard boiled egg. I will use, have, what are the, some of the crazy kind of descriptions that I've had? Because some things can be really bumpy and strange looking. I've had one look like a Pokemon. That must be the, the title that, that, you, um, that, you, that you caught there. Because some things look strange. They'll look like a Cheeto or a, a shrimp. So, you know, I think those descriptive terms help people to really visualize or really get a handle about what, you know, as if they were in the room with us. And you also describe, and this is true with the titles of some of your videos as well, the, the the shape of them, not just the size, but you have videos that are called a bulb of garlic cyst, avocado cyst, English muffin lipoma, pinto bean lipoma. And I just, just because I, I really like and respect you a lot, actually, my question is, do you have any requests? Are there any shapes you would like a cyst or lipoma to be that you haven't seen yet? Because I can make that happen. I mean, if you oh. want me to have a patient come in with six abscesses that collectively spell Sandra, I can do that. So this is your chance. Really? I would like a cyst like the shape of like an Emmy or something. <laughs> of an Emmy. Okay. Okay. It's going to require a little bit more work. I'm going to have to do some some fine microscopic work on some sebaceous <laughs> that, glands, that but I can tough, do yes. that. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, I'm God and me, all things are possible. Just some things take longer than others, but I can I can probably make that happen. So look for that. I'm going to say four to six weeks. Give me four to six weeks and a patient okay, will come we'll, in with we'll that. We'll get the ball rolling though, at least. Yes, that would be, that would be really cool, actually. I don't know. I mean, there's just so many, <laughs> there's just so many different things that it, it can appear as. And, and we're running out of stuff though. We're running out of ideas. So you got to give me some fresh ideas here. Well, luckily, I, I am I'm an idea god. I'm an idea god. That's kind of what I do. I've I've thought of a lot of things over over the millennia. So I'm gonna I'm gonna work on that for you because again, love the show. And the pleasure of watching that show is it's obviously it's it's very visual pleasure. And this is a god cast, a podcast. We can't convey a lot of the visceral pleasure of the show on this audio format. So I thought as a challenge, I would mention a few of the more vivid skin conditions that have come your way that you treat. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you to describe them as luridly and viscerally as possible for oh people who've never seen your show before so they can get excited about tuning in to see your show. Okay, here we go. Candidiasis. A candidiasis has a very distinct red border, um, like beefy red, we call it. And then it's usually studded with these white pustules. Um, and it usually occurs in little nooks and crannies of our body. It's like the moist areas where um, I know that's one of our favorite words, moist, um, that like really um, where yeast likes to grow. That is an extraordinarily <laughs> sexual description. You said beefy, studded, <laughs> yes. nooks, crannies, moist. I, I, th- I mean, that's a that's a seller right there. That's, that's the first one. Already we're like into really exciting territory. Uh, necrobiosis lipoidica. Oh, my goodness. You're pulling some things out of your hat here. Uh, necrobiosis lipoidica is a condition uh, that you can get mostly on your anterior shins and the front of your legs. It's like a plaque that has um, a lot of what we call telangiectasias in it, a lot of blood vessels that stud through it, and it gets a waxy kind of um, appearance, a shiny appearance. It's like the skin is super thin there, and it happens more in people that are diabetics. I didn't know this was like going to be a test here. I'm not trying to test you here at all. In fact, nobody who's listening knows anything. You could say anything and they would believe it. I'm trying to (laughs) help sell the show. So if you want to say something is like, it's when dragons come and fly in the room, whatever's going to work for you. Like, it's really (laughs) fine for me. I'm only here to help. I'm only here to help. I I live to give. Erythropoietic protoporphyria. EPP. That's what we say for short. You know me. Oh, God, you still have it. Sorry, go on. So um, porphyrias are like um, blistering conditions, and a lot of them are hereditary. The most common kind, like they'll get it on the tops of their hands, and uh, it's from sun exposure, you know, and it's activating the porphyrins, I guess. And the, these are blistering disorders, and they're not very common. I honestly just wanted to say those words. I'd show that I could do that yeah. because— Very impressive. But yeah, because I have people here who work at uh, at the production company who didn't think I could do that. But yes. now they you know said that it I right. Can. You said it right too. Thank you. Those are yeah, those are really well. Of course you did. Well, I mean, you're the one that made up the words, so you know. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like uh, th- that's what's so cool about dermatology too. There's so many different words like that that a lot of times you'll sound impressive <laughs> to people, but you know they could just mean you know a word on your butt, and then we are using some really big fancy word to say that. Yeah. Stick around when we return actual skincare advice from the Bible. Seriously. Okay, now you may not realize this, but I myself, God, have a long history of practicing dermatology. Now, you, I think before the show, uh, you said hello to my sidekick, Joan of Arc. Say hello again. Hello. Hi, how are you? Hi, doctor. I'm kind of fangirling. I'm not going to oh. lie. <laughs> I can't wait to try the SLMD skincare line. And I, okay, I, just, okay, I love all doctor. your Pokemon sorry. analogies. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. God, you come first. But the yeah. doctor is probably second. <sighs> now, Leviticus chapters 13 and 14 are all about skin conditions. And by the way, I'm not kidding. Look it up. Leviticus 13 and 14 are all about skin conditions. So I've asked Joan to read some passages from those two chapters of Leviticus and ask for your comments. Do the comments make sense? Is this good medicine? Is this better than WebMD? 
You tell me. I have three excerpts here. First one, Joan, go ahead. Okay, this is Leviticus 13, 9, 11. When anyone has a defiling skin disease, they must be brought to the priest. The priest is to examine them. And if there is a white swelling in the skin that has turned the hair white, and if there is raw flesh in the swelling, it is a chronic skin disease. And the priest shall pronounce them unclean. Dr. Lee, your thoughts? Uh, well, when they said something about um, something under the skin turning their turning their hair white, there is a condition that does that, actually. And we say Ooh. it's going white overnight. People do. You can have, well, alopecia areata, which is actually a pretty somewhat common condition where people get spots of hair loss. But what happens is if they get more hair loss on their head, they will actually lose most of their dark hairs and keep their white hairs. So you wake up essentially and you like, it's like you just look like you've turned, your hair's turned white. So maybe that's what that's about. That's exactly right. That's exactly oh, right. And thank you, you. Would you still agree that the that it's the priest's job to pronounce that person oh. unclean? Um, I don't know. I try to stay out of that. <laughs> I try to stay out of that. I don't know what, you know. Who who can pronounce what? So smart. That is exactly right. Stay Wise. Stuff. It's, it's never going to help you. Okay. Leviticus 14 verses 1 through 5. John? The Lord said to Moses, if they have been healed of their defiling skin disease, the priest shall order that two live, clean birds and some cedar wood, scarlet yarn, and hyssop be brought for the person to be cleansed. Then the priest shall order that one of the birds be killed over fresh water in a clay pot. Dr. Pimple Popper, that makes sense to you, right? Uh, I I don't know what half, I don't know what some of those things are. What is hyssop? Do you guys know what hyssop? What is hyssop, God? What is? Yeah, God, what's hyssop? It's like a, it's like a thinking man's frankincense. What is hyssop? Oh, okay. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what any of that means. And I, I don't know how much that has to do with my skin. Like I have no uh, is killing a bird over fresh water in a clay pot no longer considered a valid treatment for a skin condition? Yeah, there's no there's no um, over a clean pot. You can steam your face. You can steam your face if it was a hot, you know, boiling water there. But that's about it. I'm not going to kill anything over that. I'm glad there's no more animal sacrifice going yes. on in your office. Yes. Thank goodness. That's past my time. I have a lot of ambivalence about the state of medicine today, but let's We'll continue this. Okay. okay. One more excerpt from Leviticus. This is uh, Leviticus 14, verses 8 through 13. Joan? This is a long one. Okay. The person to be cleansed must wash their clothes, shave off all their hair, and bathe with water. Then they will be ceremonially clean. On the seventh day, they must shave off all their hair. They must shave their head, their beard, their eyebrows, and the rest of their hair. On the eighth day, they must bring two male lambs and one ewe lamb, a year old, each without defect, along with three-tenths of an epha and the finest flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering and one log of oil. Then the priest is to slaughter the lamb in the sanctuary area where the sin offering and the burnt offering are slaughtered. Now that's medicine. That's like crazy. Sorry, I'm sorry, but that's I'm sorry, but that's medicine, Doctor. I I I, I I'm not dissing what you do, but I'm just saying that is what healing is. That's what it was back in the day when medicine was. I got it. It was medicine. cool. It was, yeah, uh, yeah, was it was. Yes. Yeah. Now we're just yeah. got laser hair removal and, and we, we cheat it. We cheat it very much. 
you do the best you can. Yes. And I'm not, I, I, I can't emphasize enough. I'm in no way disrespecting you or your work, but three tenths of an ephah of the finest flour mixed with olive oil for a grain offering. That's the best treatment for any kind of skin condition. And I, and I know that, and I think deep down you know that, and I, I don't understand. I'm sure people why. have tried that. I have start, are going to be trying that now, too, certainly, because you should. Again, it. it's all in the Bible, and again, I'm really not kidding. Look at Leviticus 13 and 14. Everything that Joan just read is in there, and everything she just read makes total sense. Thank you so much, Dr. Um, Pimple Popper. Uh, um, for, for, excuse me, sorry. Uh, can I just ask? Okay. That? Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. I just have a okay. couple. Okay. Okay. Let me, let me just introduce. I, I'm trying to impose upon you, Dr. Lee, but uh, no. Joan here asked me to ask you if it was okay if she asked a couple of questions to you about her dermatological issues. Oh, of okay? course. Yeah, of course. Thank you, doctor. So my question is, like, when a patient like me comes into your office who was burned at the stake at 19 and who God has decided to permanently set a flame, um, what type of remedy do you recommend for continual burn scars? Because, like, I've tried aloe. I've tried vitamin C. The local apothecary in my quaint French village suggested horse urine. Nothing seems to work. Um, well, burn scars are very hard to treat. They certainly are. It depends on the depth of the burn scar. Very deep. Yeah. Well, um, if they're very deep, I would consider like transplants. I mean, Mm. I, um, grafts. So like, um, uh, especially actually, interestingly, you know, what a lot of people do is if you have, if you need, like, we all obviously need our hands to function really easily. And if you burn your hands because they're so flexible, you need a skin that tends to be much more flexible. So we usually will graft tissue from the genital region. What? I have a patient who has a scrotal thumb. He has a, t- a scrotal tissue and hair growing out of the of the pad of his thumb. And whenever he comes in, I always introduce our new staff to him to feel his thumb because it really feels nice and soft. It's really actually feels pretty cool. And and then I and I I introduce my staff and then I'll always say like, "Do you know what that is?" afterwards. <gasps> and I just scrotal thumb. I know, but it's fascinating. The body is fascinating. God, you've made the most fascinating, you know, it's an incredible thing this this human body. So if you have a scrotal thumb, I'm just extrapolating. <laughs> yes. That seems like, like so every time you hitchhike, it's an erection. Yeah, I mean, it shrinks when it gets cold. Uh, right. And actually, when you have that sort of thing, you actually have to, um, uh, it's a staged uh, uh, repair where you have to actually, he actually had to have his thumb sewn to his pubic area for a few weeks to make sure the graft you know, um, lives and then you detach it. So he had his hand down his pants like for three weeks. <gasps> wow. Well, I know a lot of teenage teenage boys who are like that all the time anyway. That's the thing of normal. Uh, and by the way, just to, to, so you know, Joan's condition is, is compounded by the fact that she's perpetually on fire for eternity. Yeah. So it's going to, that makes, I would imagine a little, even trickier, j- j- just to see the condition, it's hard to get close to her because of the fact that she is permanently on Right, on so fire. a graph would be hard because I, right. I am on fire, so getting near a doctor, even just to right. look in my oily T-zone, which makes yeah. me very self-conscious. But I, but, but and I've told this to her many times, Joan, you look great. Also, you're a martyr. Well, I am a saint. A saint, I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, you're a saint, you're a martyr, and you're God's podcast sidekick, you know, 
what the hell else more do you want? Do you want clean skin? Like, it, it's, it's such a small thing. It's such a small thing. Thank you. You're right, my lord. Thank you. And thank you, doctor. Yeah, I mean, come talk to me when you stop burning, and then we can discuss the treatment options. Yeah, between, that means yeah, she will yeah, never, yeah. ever talk to you. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Pipple Popper. And new episodes of Dr. Pipple Popper stream on Mondays on Discovery+. Plus. Please check out the show. It is wonderful. It is gross. And yet it is also cathartic. Thank you so much, Dr. Pimple Popper, Sandra Lee. Thank you for having me, God. I, this, is, this is amazing. So appreciate it. I get that a lot. Thanks. That's all for this week's Godcast. I want to thank our guest, Dr. Pimple Popper, Sandra Lee, who I thought gave you some excellent advice about your skin, Joan. Yes, she suggested that you not keep me on fire. So. Yeah, I'll get a second opinion. Until next week, take care. And remember, keep those scrotums off your thumbs. Godcast is a Forever Dog production. Audio production and engineering by Left Handed Radio. Executive produced by Alex Ramsey, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and David Jabberbaum. Original music by Gabe Lopez. Joan of Arc appears courtesy of Tara Sands. For more original podcasts, visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For ad-free episodes and exclusive bonus content from this show and others, Sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcasts.com slash plus. And if you haven't already, remember to follow God on Twitter at the Tweet of God. <laughs>